Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the What Is Life podcast. It is your boy, Sensei Spees, yes, Mr. Cronkite himself, back at you with yet another episode. Episode three, relationships. This is what everybody's been waiting for. This is what everybody wants to hear. This is literally why we are here on earth. I mean, when you think about it, what is, what is what, what, what does relationship mean? What does relationship mean? It's how we connect with something or someone. It's how we connect with ourselves. It's how we connect with the world. What is our relationship to the world? That's what we're going to be discussing today. What is our relationship to life? That is what we're going to be discussing today. What is our relationship to one another? Yes, that is what we are going to be discussing today. It's getting spooky, man. Now let's dive into it. Relationships. Now, this past decade that that just transpired, The a common theme that we all saw was relationship goals. So I guess seeing visions of what you think is goals, what are some relationship goals that you have for yourself personally? Let me know down in the comments below. You know, let's discuss that. Let's talk about that. Let's 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 bring it to light. You know, let's bring it to light. To connect with someone or something. So there's many types of relationships. The foundations of the relationship is what matters most. Like. A father-son relationship, father-daughter, mother-daughter, mother-son, you know, how was that foundation developed? How was that foundation laid? How was it built? What was the intent? Because not all the times when a couple has a baby, their intentions may not be the same. One's could. One could one could be going into it and like, man, I want a baby. The other one could not even be thinking about it, just want to get their nut off. Hmm. You know, they want to get there. Huh. They just want to explore to explore. Not necessarily wanting a baby. Or what's your relationship to school? 
Do you go to school because you're happy or do you go to school because you're forced? The intent. I mean, you could hate school. You could already know your passion, your dream, but your parents would be like, no, go this route. Now, that creates friction within the relationship. If you feel like you have a strong enough relationship with yourself, have a strong enough sense of self to know what you want to do, what you aspire to do, and it may not be the traditional school route, why is that discouraged? Why do we stop our youth from learning more about their interests and showing them how to monetize their interests so they're not conditioned to think that there's only one type of way to get this bread and not kill the imagination that we have. The power of imagination helps us visualize. And the power of visualization helps us bring it to fruition. So the strong enough relationship that we have with ourselves, the more we can manifest because we know what we want. But how do we even know what we want without relationships, without connecting with one another? Because if you're isolated all your life, you only know your own experience. Wisdom is gained by learning through others' experiences. That's why relationships are so valuable. That's why it's such a key to life. Because there's so much wisdom that can be learned. There's so much wisdom that can be learned. When you go into any type of relationship, it takes commitment. It doesn't matter if you're committed to what is perceived as bad or what is perceived as good. But you make a commitment. Like, say, your relationship to the shower. You love showers so much, you wake up and you shower every morning just to get your day started because that is that is like your uh um grande caramel drizzle two shots espresso starbucks type thing man i don't know you know your little coffees your your donuts your uh, mocha loca latte, something like that. Yo, however you get your day started, 
You're committed to it. You are committed to it. That is like starting your engine. That is like your key is committed to your ignition. You know that car going to start up. That's why you made a commitment to buy that car. Relationships, it takes a mass amount of commitment. So relationships teach you commitment. So what are you committed to? For a relationship to work, you just can't be committed totally to yourself. You have to be committed to that other person. But a hundred percent commitment, is that selfish? Or is that right? Let me know in the comments. I want to hear. Is that selfish or is that right? So, boom. I just got out of a three-year... I just got out of a three-year relationship myself. And this relationship was one of the dopest relationships of my life. I mean, this woman made all my dreams come true. Took me to a season opener, uh, Miami Dolphins game. Versus the Legion of Boom, Seattle Seahawks. Took me to Hawaii. Spent New Year's there. Went snorkeling. We just did a lot of dope stuff together. You know what I mean? And I was committed. And she was committed. But I was also committed to other things as well. Like my schooling. My business. So, and that, that takes time. Whereas she was committed to me 100%. I mean, she held it down. She was so loyal. Like, a loyalty like hers, I don't think no man will ever find. Like, for real, for real. I mean, that's just on it. That's why it was so hard for me to let her go. But... At the end of the day, I just wasn't as committed as she was. And throughout the relationship, I guess it was hard to express that. Because how do you how do you express your truest, deepest feelings to someone that you love and you know that ain't going to sit right with them? That is something that we learn in relationships because we're always going to be committed to ourselves, right? And making sure that we're 100. But in a relationship, we also have to make sure that the other person that is in the relationship is okay. You got to check on them. You got to make sure they're good. For me, I'm an affectionate guy. 
I wasn't getting that in return. So, um, I cheated on her. I let her know why I cheated on her. And I don't know. How do y'all feel about cheating? How do y'all feel like, how do y'all feel about cheating? Where do y'all think cheating stems from? Where do y'all think cheating comes from? When I cheated, I was like, listen, I'm done with the relationship. I've been trying to break it off. It's just not working for some reason. Um, I need to, I need my space. I need to go chill. So, um, I hit up a little thing and we went and kicked it. Conversation was great. Went back to the crib, Netflix and chills. You know, one thing led to another. Next thing you know, I'm home back at four or five o'clock in the morning. She asked me where I was at. I said, I was out with the boys. And then, hey, you know what I mean? Two weeks later, I tried to break up with her again. She wasn't having it. I was like, yo, so what, what would you do? What would you do? Or what would I have to do? I said, yo, what would I have to do for you to break up with me? What would I have to do for you to break up with me? And she said, you'd have to mentally or physically abuse me or cheat on me. And I was like, hmm, I looked at her for a minute. Then we locked in eye to eye. We look dead in each other's eyes. We look dead in each other's eyes. And I told her, I cheated on you. She said, what? I said, I cheated on you. She did not move. But in her eyes, I could see her whole world shake. It was like a earthquake, earth shattering. But she sat there so gracefully, so smooth, so chill, like, yo, like, you good? No tears came to her eyes. And then she explained why. She took accountability as to why. She knows why I did. Because 
throughout the relationship, I expressed myself about how I felt and how she made me feel when she did certain things. And I wanted that back in return. So if I ever messed up, we could hash it out right then and there. Unfortunately, we could not, the communication in that regard, we just could not see eye to eye. And that is something that my soul needs. So I can have the right spirit at all times. See, your spirit and your soul is different. Your soul, your soul needs to be fed. My soul is fed with affection. That's one of the ways I was born to be loved. And a lot of people have different love languages. Her love language was, well, you know, when you're out, grab little things that to bring home to her to show that you thought of her. And that's dope. That's a dope love language. Some people's love language is serenading you through music. Some people's love language is cooking. There's a lot of different love languages out there. And our love languages just did not align at the moment. But I tell you what, it taught me a lot about commitment. And I'm real big on loyalty. My pops taught me that. And still that it. But the strongest relationship that you're going to have is with yourself. My ex, Mariah, was a reflection of me. The foundation of our relationship was to meet up for a week, have fun, explore, and then not see each other for like three or four months. Then we tried living together. We had great times, and then we had times where we just did not click. And love, love is not enough. Loving someone just to love someone is not enough. For a relationship to grow and to sustain, you have to want the same things. And the more things that you guys want that are alike and the same, the further that relationship is going to propel. Because in that relationship, y'all are never going to stop growing. So every time when you're in a relationship with another person, you learn so much about yourself. Like in this relationship, in my last relationship, I was never told 
really that I was handsome. No affirmations that made me feel good. Whereas I showered her with affirmations. So instead of getting pissed about it, I said, okay, let me tell myself that. Let me give, let me, let me, let me feed my own self. Let me feed my own soul. That is why God really puts us in these relationships that we're in with different things and different people. Like your relationship to alcohol. What was the foundation of why you started drinking alcohol? Because it was fun. Because it made you more relaxed. That made you open up. It brought in some happy spirits, right? But too much of a good thing is... It's too much. You know what I mean? You can overdo it. You can overdo it. And that's why Mariah is my twin flame. Because I know how much I loved her. And she knows how much I loved her, but... I'm committed to other things as well. Relationships teach you how to grow. Relationships make you really evaluate yourself because that the person you're with, that you're dealing with, is going to tell you a lot of things that you did not know about them, about yourself, but that's what they pick up on about you. They notice your tendencies. They notice those little things. They know when you're moving funny. It doesn't matter if it's a business relationship, a love relationship, a father-son, a parent-child relationship. Them tendencies are always going to be picked up on. And then when you notice some tendencies, that is opportunities to help that other person heal. Let that person open up. Let that person feel comfortable. Let that person be vulnerable. That's one of the issues in relationships is because relationships fail often because when somebody is too vulnerable and let them really know how they feel, the other one doesn't know how to take it because they're committed to their own purpose, their own self, and nine times out of ten, they're not going to rock with it unless they really want that relationship to work and they can see themselves growing in that specific situation. Relationships teach you a lot about growth. Everything that I did not like in Mariah, 
I had to identify within myself. I had to ask, am I like that? Do I want to be like that? And then I would see the great traits that she would have. And I'd be like, am I like that? Can I be like that? Can I strive to be like, can I strive to be that? There were things that I admired about her. Like her ability just to lock in and focus. It's uncanny. Uncanny. But, um, yeah, so I really got to learn about myself through that relationship. The strongest relationship that you're going to have is with yourself. I understand that. But that won't happen without relationships. Relationships unearth emotions that you never even knew that you had in yourself. Relationships show you a different side of yourself. They show you a more compassionate side of yourself. It reveals the pain that you have. That you don't want the world to see. But your partner can see it. And you don't know why that comes out of you. You don't know why that person... emits so much emotion from you. So much care from you. But how much do they actually care for you? Is it being reciprocated? Just like there's a love language of how you receive love, there's a love language in how you give love. And both need to be expressed in the relationship. In business, business relationship, there's demands from each side. And each side holds each other accountable. And each side expects each other to be transparent and real. Those are all the same characteristics as a love relationship. Like there's demands and there's boundaries. Self-respecting people understand that. Space is needed for relationships to work. Relationships have to breathe. Relationships need just as much time apart as they are together. Because too much of a good thing is not a good thing. Too much isolation is not a good thing. Having somebody attached to your hip 24-7, though, is not a good thing. Back. 
relationships need balance to survive. See, relationships are important because when you when you are in a relationship, you are co-creating each other's reality. There's a lot of cause and effect happening there. There's a lot of cause and effect happening between the partners, one partner to another. Or it can be mutualistic, where both parties can be the cause, or they can be the effect, depending on what situation they choose to put themselves in. A partnership like that allows for tremendous growth. But when, when there is growth, there has to be chaos. <clears throat> and because of that chaos, that is why relationships unearth emotions that we never knew we had. Because relationships prove how much we are committed especially when the partnership the relationship is solid we all know solid people in this world are few and far in between not everybody's loyal Not everybody really has love. And as I'm saying that, I realize that they do. They just have a bad relationship with love and loyalty. See, relationships are good and bad. They go hand in hand. Bad relationships are when you're always worried, when you're full of anxiety about what your partner is doing in the relationship. You're worried, wow, they haven't texted me all day. What are they doing? When they could just they could be literally just working. You're in a bad relationship when you're focused on being the effect. When I say effect, that means you're focused on being on the receiving end instead of being the cause, being proactive, making yourself valuable in the relationship that you're in. 
that helps you find a sense of self-worth. And that increases your faith in yourself. And then once you do that, and then once you do that, you are able to heal yourself, heal your relationship, and grow stronger in it. And continue to be the cause. Time is of the essence. Time is something that we cannot get back. This time here on earth is precious. So when we're co-creating each other's realities, we have to be aware of each other's time. Now, when you're in a relationship, another way to tell if you're in a bad relationship is when you're changing from you're losing your core values. A way you can tell you're in a bad relationship is when you're losing your core values. You're losing what's you. When you stop checking in on your family, when you stop checking in on your friends, when you stop checking in on your business partners, when you stop checking in on yourself, when you're so wrapped up and consumed on that one person that's overcommitting. And in this life, we can't overcommit. And for a relationship to work, both parties need to understand that. Both parties should come to a level of commitment set their boundaries, work out their demands, and go from there. Grow from there. Like how switch that up? From go from there to grow from there? I mean, there's not much more to relationships. In relationships, we all want things. But when you're in a committed relationship and you're trying to grow and you're trying to produce and you're trying to co-create with each other, you have to give up those wants and come to that middle ground. You have to find that common place. At the end of the day, y'all both want the same thing, but it's how you choose to get there and understand each other's and respect each other's way of getting there.
that's the real meaning of commitment. When you're committed, you make it work. You have this certain type of faith that it grips you. You're not going to give up on it. Those relationships, there's so much that goes into them that it's hard to be erased, especially when it's so deep and you have so much history. That history will never go away. So when you burn a bridge, you better think twice before you burn it. But even if you do that, you can always rebuild it. It might take a while. But you can do it. To accept the wants of another person and to actually want to manifest those wants for them. That shows that you believe in something outside of yourself. That faith that you have in that other person to deliver what you know that they can deliver is powerful. That's what makes relationships so powerful. So relationships don't ever fail. They just need work and understanding and acceptance of each other's demands. Those bonds, those spiritual bonds, they can't be broken. If you're in a relationship and you have doesn't matter what type of relationship. You have that much faith in a person that they're going to deliver. You believe in something outside of yourself. What, what, what is it that you're believing in? Because when you, when you believe in something outside of yourself, you're giving up that power. You're letting go. Who are you letting that go to? Really think about it. Really think about it. We're going to answer this question in future episodes. Trust me. We're going to answer this question in future episodes. Stay locked in. Stay with me. Stay with me. Spooky Visions. What is life podcast? What is life? Really think about that. You have to have a relationship and something that's higher than you. We are not alone. 
We are all connected. So what type of relationship do you want to have in this world? What type of relationship do you want to have with the world? Do you want to live in solitude or do you want to participate? Y'all let me know if y'all want a relationships part two. We'll talk about marriage and um, spiritual relationships. We'll talk about the, um, the difference between that. Yes, this has been Spooky Visions. Thank you for listening to the What Is Life podcast. Man, be sure to like, subscribe, share, follow, favorite, and comment, all that. I want to hear from y'all, man, about some of life's questions that you have that we can answer. Because I love doing this and I do this for y'all. So... Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Spooky Visions. What is Life Podcast? We out.